Thank you for listening to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast. The iCritical Care Podcast is copyrighted material and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine or its officers or members. Your host is Margaret Parker, MD, FCCM, guest podcast editor for pediatrics. Dr. Parker is director of the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit at Stony Brook University in Stony Brook, New York. She also is a professor of pediatrics at Stony Brook University Medical Center. To contact the editorial staff of the iCritical Care podcast with questions, comments, or ideas, please email info at sccm.org. Hello, and welcome to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Margaret Parker, MD, FCCM. Today, we will discuss an article published in the January 2008 issue of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine entitled, Do Outcomes Vary According to the Source of Admission to the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit? Joining us today is lead author Folafalua O. Oditola, MD, MPH, from Mott Children's Hospital, University of Michigan Health System, and from the Child Health Evaluation and Research Unit, Department of Pediatrics and Communicable Diseases at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. The reference for this article is Pediatric Critical Care Medicine, 2008, Volume 9, Number 1. Good afternoon, Dr. Oditola. Thank you for joining us today. Good afternoon. Thank you for the invitation. Would you please give us some background on why you did this study, uh, how you did the study, and what your major findings were? Yes, most definitely. Prior to our study, uh, multiple studies among critically ill adults over a period of about 20 years had documented significant variation in severity-adjusted clinical outcomes for adults who were transferred from other hospitals for tertiary ICU care within a tertiary intensive care unit compared with those admitted directly from the tertiary hospital's emergency department. Um, persistence of this, what was regarded as a transfer effect in multiple studies led health services researchers and health policy researchers to suggest that institutional benchmarking efforts should indeed account for ICU transfer mix, case mix, to also avoid penalizing hospitals that receive patients in critical illness that are transferred from other hospitals. Due to paucity of similar studies in pediatric critical care medicine, I, along with several co-authors, decided to conduct a study to test the hypothesis that severity-adjusted clinical outcomes, specifically length of stay, and mortality within the pediatric ICU of a tertiary hospital would be worse among in-hospital ward admissions and inter-hospital transfer admissions compared with children admitted from our tertiary hospital emergency department. To conduct the study, we analyzed uh, data that were already collected prospectively on all admissions between the 1st of July of 1998 and the 30th of June 2004 to a 16-bed medical surgical pediatric intensive care unit and a coexistent 15-bed cardiac intensive care unit for children. Uh, Data included physiologic, demographic, laboratory data, and 
pediatric intensive care outcomes of mortality and length of stay. We made comparisons between admissions from our emergency department and admissions from multiple other sources, including our hospital wards, our operating rooms, and inter-hospital transfer admissions from pediatric intensive care units and non-pediatric ICU uh, settings of the referring hospitals. In terms of our statistical analysis, we used multivariate regression methods to determine any independent association between the source of admission and clinical outcomes of ICU mortality and length of stay. And the emergency department admissions were used as a referent group to allow for, any, for identification of any transfer effect on outcomes and also permit comparisons with prior studies amongst the critically ill adult population. In terms of our results, of 8,897 admissions to our intensive care unit, 22% of them were from the emergency department, a total of about 1,959 admissions. Nearly 5,000, about 52% were from the operating room. 1,010, about 11% were from our in-hospital wards. And, and 1,342 admissions were from other hospitals. And in terms of uh, specifying about 1,105 were from non-pediatric ICU settings, while 237 admissions were from pediatric ICU settings of other hospitals. Notable findings uh, from our study included the fact that inter-hospital transfer admissions and ward admissions were much younger and had higher illness severity scores upon admission to our ICU, much higher than the emergency department or operating room admissions. Does that include the non-PICU um, transfers from other hospitals? Yes. And the most striking finding from our study was that after multivariable adjustment for illness severity and case mix within the pediatric ICU of our hospital, in comparison with emergency department admissions, ward admissions had near twofold higher odds of mortality, while operating room admissions had much lower odds of mortality compared with this emergency department admissions. Also, inter-ICU admissions, essentially all the transfers from other pediatric ICUs to our ICU, had elevated odds of mortality with an odds ratio of 1.43, but this estimate did not reach statistical significance. Whilst inter-hospital transfer admissions from non-pediatric ICU settings had no statistically significant difference in odds of mortality compared with children admitted from our emergency department. Even though they had a higher illness severity score? That's right. That's pretty interesting. In comparison with the emergency department admissions, the stay in our ICU was longer for all sources of admissions, admission, uh, in correction, uh, to the uh, pediatric ICU, with ward admissions staying in our ICU three and a half days longer than ED admissions. The admissions from non-ICU settings stayed nearly two days longer, 
while into ICU transferred stayed six days longer than the emergency department admissions. Of note, the uh, uh, admissions from the operating room actually stayed shorter, a shorter stay compared with the emergency department admissions. That would essentially be a summary of uh, the, the findings from our study. Could you give us your thoughts on why there's such a difference in outcome by source of admission? Yes, uh, several thoughts came to me. I, uh, when when we found this results, uh, essentially, I was blown away, uh, largely because I did not expect the in-hospital ward admissions to have elevated odds of mortality compared with the emergency department admissions that would still remain after adjustments for severity of illness. So then one had to then sit down to think of what the possible reasons were. Um, for the ward admissions, there was this belief that this might be related to timing of the admission to the pediatric ICU with prior studies from the critically ill adult population suggesting that delayed transfer from the ward to the ICU might be related to poorer outcomes for patients. Uh, unfortunately, in this study, we weren't able to address the question of the timing of admission to the pediatric ICU, but we hope to address this in future studies. Other possibilities that uh, came to mind was, was the question of the admitting diagnosis, but this was actually adjusted for in our analysis. Um, we then thought of the possibility of disease progression. That is, for children admitted to the wards of our hospital, some of them within the study cohort might have had poor or non-response to therapy within the hospital wards and that regardless of the site of care, their outcomes might have still been poor. This hypothesis deserves further study. The next uh, thought that came to mind was the fact that amongst critically ill adults, a window of opportunity of about six to eight hours has been noticed for patients admitted to the wards who undergo physiologic deterioration prior to cardiopulmonary arrest. And from this observation has resulted the development of medical emergency teams and rapid response teams. So in the uh, sort of sequel to our findings, the hospital instituted a rapid response team uh, July of 2007 uh, so essentially about nine, almost nine months in existence right now. And a study from Sharek et al. Uh, published in the Journal of the American Medical Association November of 2007 suggested reduction in hospital-wide mortality and rates of cardiopulmonary arrest outside the ICU after institution of a, a rapid response team. Well, I thought it was particularly interesting, the um, increase in mortality for your ward patients. The, 
the relatively lower mortality for OR patients um, did not surprise me, but the um, higher mortality for the ward patients um, I thought was quite interesting and um, was wondering what you had thought about uh, whether a rapid response team might affect that uh, outcome difference. Um, it will be interesting to see at your institution, since you now have um, implemented a rapid response team, whether um, going forward you have uh, similar results in the future. Uh, what do you think the implications are of these findings for benchmarking um, to compare different institutions with regards to their mortality rate, length of stay, and so forth? I think the implications are quite huge, um, particularly if one focuses on our findings of elevated crude or unadjusted mortality amongst inter-hospital, inter-ICU transfers specifically compared to the admissions from the emergency department. So the benchmarking of institutional mortality rates amongst critically ill children would need to carefully incorporate severity of illness for these patients prior to making those comparisons. Otherwise, tertiary care, intensive care units that receive critically ill children from referring hospitals might be penalized because they would have higher unadjusted mortality rates compared with hospitals that actually refer out what might be their sickest uh, children from the ICU. Mm -hmm. Do you think the findings from your institution can be generalized to other um, pediatric ICUs? Most definitely. Uh, the study findings should be applicable to hospitals with tertiary or quaternary pediatric intensive care units to which children with varying levels of complexity are admitted from multiple local and distant uh, care settings. Which is probably quite common in the for the tertiary care yes. uh, PICU. So since you have a medical, surgical, and cardiac population, um, I think you probably reflect the kinds of patients that most tertiary care units have. Yes. Uh, do you have any additional comments you'd like to make? Yes. Um, I believe our study highlights the the use of local in-hospital data to study health outcomes for critically ill children, and that such studies might indeed be integral to fostering hospital-wide improvements in healthcare delivery to critically ill children. Um, and another point is as pediatric critical care medicine continues to grow and subspecialize the more, future studies should further stratify children within those hospitals into cardiac intensive care, uh, children within cardiac intensive care units, neuro uh, critical intensive care units, bone marrow transplant uh, intensive care units, and so on, to permit identification of any variations in outcomes that might be associated with structural or process characteristics within those units. Further studies would also need to investigate the impact of inter-hospital transfer admissions uh, on family dynamics, uh, which wasn't something we addressed in our study, but should be important for the future, including adjustment to critical illness in order to ensure maximal uh, family satisfaction and support. And finally, I strongly feel that 
healthcare resource utilization and the the variation that we found according to the source of admission deserves further study with a goal towards development of approaches to optimize healthcare efficiency. Well, those are very interesting points you've made. I want to thank you for speaking with us today, Dr. Odatola. Thank you very much. My pleasure. We have been speaking today with Dr. Fola Falua Odatola from Mott Children's Hospital, University of Michigan Health System, about the article, Do Outcomes Vary According to the Source of Admission to the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit, published in Pediatric Critical Care Medicine in January 2008. This concludes our podcast. Look for future podcasts featuring a wide variety of information important to critical care practitioners, including interviews with authors and discussions with prominent members of the critical care community. A new email subscription service will let you know when new podcasts have been posted to the SCCM website. Visit www.sccm.org slash iCriticalCare for more information. Pediatric Critical Care Medicine is the official journal of the Society of Critical Care Medicine, offering the latest information about critical care to healthcare professionals, as well as continuing education credit. Members of the pediatric section receive PCCM as a member benefit. For more information, visit www.sccm.org. Thanks again for listening. As a general study rule, practitioners should start preparing intensively for their board exams at least one year in advance. Register today for the Society of Critical Care Medicine's Adult and Pediatric Multiprofessional Critical Care Review Courses to be held August 7th through 11th, 2007 in Chicago, Illinois, USA. As a registered participant of a review course, you'll receive a free study aid worth $175. In addition, you can enhance your board review by registering for one of two pre-courses the ABIM Critical Care Self-Evaluation Process Module Review or the Rapid Response System Training. Build a solid foundation and further your study efforts with the only multi-professional association that focuses solely on critical care. Register today by visiting www.sccm.org or calling 1-847-827-6888.